Welcome back to the Lovely Craftians. In honor of this being episode zero of our second season, all of our characters are beginning with a sanity of zero. That means it's about to get real weird until they earn some of their points back. Because of this, we need to put a mental health disclaimer on this episode. Suicide and self-harm will not be part of it, but the characters may experience disembodied voices, dissociation, paranoia, anxiety, or out-of-body episodes. We completely understand if you want to sit this one out for your own mental well-being, and we hope you'll join us again for our first episode of Season 2. The first thing you're truly aware of after the fall is snacks. It starts with one morsel that drifts gently by, soon another, and another. You've entered an asteroid field of snacks, and they begin bounding off one another. You reach out, grab one, and pop it in your mouth. It's the most delicious snack you've ever tasted. You start eating them by the handful, and they never seem to deplete. With every chomp, an odd squeak begins to accompany each crunch. The snacks around you get smaller, or perhaps you get larger. You keep eating, even as the snacks take on people-like shapes. You hear the squeaking now before the snacks even pass your lips. You've devoured handful upon handful before you realize the people-shaped snacks are tiny clones of you, screaming as you pulverize them to crumbs. Tears roll down your cheeks as you weep. You can't stop yourself, even knowing what you're eating. The asteroid field funnels into a great flash of light that blinds you. When your vision returns, you find yourself sitting in what seems to be a large, decently lit cavern with some sort of design etched into the grooves of the floor. So roll me an intelligence check, please. Is it my intelligence the same as it was before? Yes. Okay. Ooh, two. Oh, nice. Uh, roll the d6 to add on to that, because that was a critical success. Okay, so you've only seen the etchings on the floor in one place, the Trouser Rat's sacred worshipping site, and you may gain 10 sanity. Nice. What would you like to do? Um, can I roll a listen to see if I hear anything? Sure. Oh, pass. 38. It is blissfully quiet. You hear your own breathing and your own heartbeat, but you don't hear anything beyond that. Um, I would like to roll spot hidden to see if I see anything. Okay. Oh, man. I knew I knew my yellow dice with a blessing <laughs> passed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, in the center of the room there's an odd, gnarled sapling swaying in a breeze that you can't feel and stuck to one of its branches is a scrap of paper. Uh, roll me another intelligence check, please. Pass 51. That's not a tree, not really. You remember it being much, much bigger, big enough to swallow Millie whole, and you can gain 10 sanity. Um, this sapling is very tiny, though. It doesn't even come up to your knee. Ooh. So it's, it's just a, but a wee baby. Holding a scrap of paper. Huh, this is interesting. I'm gonna walk over and I'm gonna take the scrap of paper. Alright. The sapling doesn't fight you, because it's just a baby. There's not <laughs> much that it can do. Alright, alright, let's see. What does this say? Was a success, more or less. Losing the first neutralizer was not ideal, but the data gathered was invaluable. While an effective enough means of protecting the portal... 
SCE-104 is largely impractical, too difficult to hide, especially when its offspring byproducts become a nuisance, required too many resources. The heck is this? For snacks, now this. I'm so confused. <laughs> you may not have enough info yet. So you take the paper and the sapling squeals and spasms before curling in on itself, shriveling into a pod and disappearing with a small pop. When you look up, the cavern is gone, replaced by a desolate, rubble-strewn neighborhood with the endless night sky above you. Please roll me another intelligence check. Okay. Uh, did not pass. <laughs> 90. <laughs> well, it's not a critical failure, at least. Uh, there's nothing left of this block, and you feel an unshakable responsibility for what happened here, and you may gain five sanity. So you're up to 25 now, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, what would you like to do? I would like to roll a listen to see if I can hear anything in any particular direction. Sure. Pass, 44. You hear what might be not necessarily scrabbling, but it sounds like maybe a pebble has skittered down some debris further in. It's not like a, a rock slide, like, Just like a, a small giant pebble. is coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Before I go to investigate, I like to do spot hidden in that direction to see if I see anything. Sure. Ooh, seven. Nice. Very little whole material remains. Everything is sundered pieces of a former hole that were obliterated. The pieces shrink and become less distinguishable as you near the end of the block to what appears to be the epicenter. Amidst the fraction of house and debris sits a perfectly intact vat made from what could have been a whiskey or wine barrel. Um, I'm going to go investigate this whiskey or wine barrel. Cool. Uh, how are you going to do that? Are you just going to go up to it and poke around? Are you? What would you like to do? Um, for rocks at it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to walk up to it and look inside to see if I see anything. Inside the vat sits a skeleton. The skull turns to look up at you. It whispers, though creepy. It isn't menacing. Uh, okay. What the hell? Um, a <laughs> little bit freaked out, but uh, how do you, how do you know my name, Mister Skeleton Man? Uh, roll me another intelligence check. I mean, I was eating small versions of myself as a snack, so what's the skeleton <laughs> calling my name? Oh no. I passed 62. I was like, okay. is this a 92 or is this a six? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you distinctly remember peeing on a vat, which might've contained a skeleton, but you shushed Rose before she could tell you that. So you can have five sanity back. <gasps> My pea skeleton. <laughs> it hands you a fragment of paper. Um, I'm not sure if this is what I seek, but I guess it is. And I like, reach in and take the piece of paper away from pea skeleton. <laughs> Unfold the piece of paper and look at it. So require too many resources. I'm gonna like hold the two pieces of paper together and then start reading the second one. It required too many resources, much more explosive than originally estimated. Was method B too large or perhaps method B lacked method A's intent and process? Either way, I hope it did not disrupt the sigil. So much work wasted if so. Further testing required. Further testing required what? So the pieces of paper don't match up on the sides, like you can't fit them together. Mm -hmm. 
but the handwriting looks familiar, similar between the two. Not familiar, but similar. Okay. This, I have no idea what's going on. There's a skeleton talking to me. I was eating small versions of myself. Um, I guess, is there anything, can I like do a spot hidden to look around if there's anything else in the area? Sure. Uh, do not pass. Alas, that was all that you could see there. The skeleton pokes up a hand just up sort of towards you. Take care, human. Dangerous Rosehead. And it collapses into dust, and you're struck with dizziness that whisks you around, and the rubble spins away, taking the dust pile and destruction with it. And when your eyes focus, you're staring at a picture of a decimated neighborhood as it hangs to dry. And uh, you can roll another intelligence check. And if the big number, if you fail, you can roll the, the D100 again. All right. Pass. 33. You would recognize this room anywhere. It's your dark room, your sanctuary. Your father started building it before he died, and you finished it not long after that. You may gain another 10 sanity. So I do remember, I do remember this room. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I am going to, I don't know, I guess just uh, walk around and explore the room, just get back my peace of mind from being in the place that is like essentially been like my home of homes. Sure. So a man emerges from the shadows on the other side of the chemical bench. There you are. Heavens, girl, the runaround you've given me. What's your sanity is at right now? It is at 40. Oh, cool. You always thought your father hadn't really left this room. And that's who's standing in front of you now. Dad? Is that uh hi? <laughs> what do you what do you Hi, uh, sweetheart. I thought um thought you were dead. Well, I I am, yes. You're not though. I, are you sure? Are you absolutely because I feel I feel this is a little weird. Are you sure I'm not dead? You are absolutely not dead. You're you are in my afterlife, Ruby, body and soul, and only one of those is really supposed to be here. Do you know what I'm doing here? That's a really wonderful question. Uh, everything, and I mean everything, is out of balance. Whatever you did to get here, you need to make things right and fast. But what if I don't know how? Gonna have to find a way, kiddo. It's a miracle I got you here before the darkness did. The darkness? It's It lurks between the spaces here, and it hides awful things. Believe me, kiddo, you don't want to tangle with them. Do you know, I mean, like, do you have any clues on how I can get out of here? How I ended up here? Especially if only one part of me is supposed to be here, and I guess it's not this physical body that I'm in. (laughs) No, you're definitely not supposed to physically be here. But somebody just as embodied as you ran through here not too long ago, and something they shouldn't be able to do, just like you. And they dropped this, and he hands you a scrap of paper I'm just gonna walk over and take the paper the book is the key all who owned it are either dead or insane but they didn't know what they had I can handle it he told me so uh, do you know what the person who ran through here looked like 
They were in a lab coat, but I only caught the barest glimpse of them as they ran through. Lab coat? Why does a lab coat sound so familiar? Would you like to do a spot hidden or a listen? Uh, I will do a spot hidden. Alright. Oh, pass. 29. The liquids in the chemical baths tremble, rippling at the surface. I'm going to walk over and take a peek at that, because that's not normal. They're not supposed to move by themselves. <laughs> okay, so they're rippling like something's making either giant pounding or they're giant footsteps, but it's, it's kind of a rhythmic pound, ripple effect, pound, ripple effect. You're like, uh, Am I imagining this, or do you see this too, Dad? Uh-oh. Time's up, little Jim. Quick, through here. He holds open a curtain to what used to be your laundry area. Beyond the curtain is a spinning torrent of scenery. Go on, I'll stall them as long as I can. But, but... When will, will I ever see you again? Someday, little one. But that's not right now. I don't think this is your fate yet. I'm just gonna, like, run and give him a quick hug before dashing. He hugs you back. Oh, father! And I'm just gonna go through the curtain. The world twirls around you until you lose consciousness. When you come to, you're standing on a dirt path in the middle of a wide open field at twilight. Far in the distance, someone sits on the path. The Lovely Craftians is brought to you every Tuesday by Wampus House Productions and our game mistress, writer, editor, Cassie. Starring Amanda as Rose Thorne, Ashley as Ruby Keller, Shade as Ambrosia Dubois, and Samantha as Cora Gray. This episode is proudly dedicated to our Cthulhu Mythos experts on Patreon, Alex, Fiery Unicorn, Carl, Tony, and Tyler. We lose our setting with you guys any day.